Sunday night. Recording after a big Bills win. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Yeah, it was uh, not not really dramatic this time, guys, for the the beloved Buffalo. Offense has a new life. Football Bills. Injected in them somehow. This seems to be our, our, our... our formula this season is win huge and then lose in ridiculous, yes. heartbreaking fashion. Yeah. I mean, the Sabres have been doing that, too. They've been just losing in the most frustrating way, both of our teams. And both both teams also seeing lots of injuries. That, too. Yeah, I imagine sometime before the season, somebody said, oh, yeah, the Sabres are coming up. They're going to be just like the Bills this year. And they had no idea what they <laughs> were in for with yeah. that. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a monkey paw curl at that oh, point. Oh, yeah. no. Monkey paw curls and, uh, you know, but that, that's okay. Whatever. Sports. Eh, yeah. eh, you know, you watch it, you get upset about it, and then you just kind of move on. Today we were happy about it, which is great. And we're even happier to be back here recording with, it's Ree. Snake. Diamond Jim. And special guest, another one of our smoking jacket recipients, Adam Bojack. Boj. Hey. Pleasure to be back in the snake pit, and it's... Always going to be an honor to have been a part of this show as much as I was able to do. Oh, it's on our honor to have you, as always. And all right, Boge, we'll dive right into it, pal, because we've got, we, listen, we've had a lot of big um, political news here. We've had people saying, hey, I'm not running anymore. John Flynn adds his name to the list, not seeking reelection as district attorney, Jim. Yeah. Um, I mean, this has been rumored for a while, so it's not really shocking for anybody i mean you know his comments in the paper are like wow you know i have prestige like uh, it just makes sense for me to go back to the, the private sector i can i can make more money now i mean <laughs> I, really saying the, the quiet part out loud um but i mean that's i don't know that's kind of been his thing right like he doesn't he doesn't try cases the, the, the da's office doesn't take cases unless they feel very confident they're going to win them um you know he's been very buddy buddy with the various police forces and law enforcement in the area um he is not a, um, a progressive DA. He's not a reformer. Um, I don't, but I don't know. I, I mean, this one, I don't really know who is being bandied about. For. I'm sure there are people who have ideas. I wouldn't be surprised if there's people in the DA's office who think that they're a part of the, that conversation for. Well, well, the past few elections, he's run unopposed, right? Yeah, for the yeah. most part. And he's been cross-endorsed by yeah. mm-hmm. both Democrat and Republican parties. So the, the just, field's always been cleared for him. Right. Is it just a job that no one wants? I think that's definitely part of it. It's right. it's not it's not a very glitzy glamour job as much as he's saying his his stock has risen since he did it. Right. Uh, it's 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 not a great job. To, yeah, to I be mean, quite honest. Right. I mean, this is not, you know, the Manhattan DA. <laughs> you know, like you know, so what or the Bronx like you know, it's not uh, bonfire of the vanities or whatever or uh certainly not law and order. Well, it's also a job that you don't want to really, especially in a you know a place like Buffalo. Do you want to pick fights over the DA's office? Like, what is that going to get you politically for either the Democrats or Republicans? Yeah, I mean, I guess because uh, yeah, what Frank Clark was DA forever before Flynn. Um, so I mean, I guess yeah, we'll see who comes up for this. Uh, who you know decides to put their name out there and see if they can get unified support. You know, Flynn, while he has been cross-endorsed, he first got in, eh, you know, when the tenor uh, for the parties wasn't as fervently anti-each-other as it is now. You know, like, when he first got in as DA, you wouldn't have seen somebody like Chrissy Casilio out there. You wouldn't have had people, you know, like, showing up at Poland Cars' house. You know, so um, we'll see if, like, you know, because I I could see, like, you know, if, if you're Mike Crocker who just had... Uh, a mixed night on election night, or Jer- Jeremy Zellner, who, you know, pretend like he had a great night, but also had a very mixed night. Um, you know, if, if you have that, like, are you going? Aren't you going to alienate some of your your teammates there, your your team, your your party members, if you just end up cross endorsing a DA? Like, people overlook judges; so they don't know what the judge does. But I, I think, especially like Crocker and the Republican Party, there's going to be people who really want people like a, an anti-bail reform DA in, in office, more so than even John Flynn. Yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen. Again, you know, a, a guy like Crocker, who, yeah, had some success on election night, 
I, I don't think either the Erie County Republicans or Democrats were fully satisfied, even though I think the Democrats came away a, a bit better, but only slightly, not by much. Um, but Crocker, by you're 57 right. votes, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah. and not yet finalized, right, but right. more likely than not going to be the outcome in Chictawaga for Brian Nowak. But yeah, Jim, you raise a great point. The Republicans may pick this fight just because they're picking fights. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. one thing I can say for sure is that I will have nothing to do with it. I've, I've <laughs> been, I've had people. You've withdrawn put, your name. Oh, I never put it in the first place. No, I've had people come to me and my, my reaction is the, the Michael Scott from office. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 dear God. No, no. Uh, and for me, at least that position, and, and I, years ago, my buddy John Washington was said, oh, someday you should run for judge. You could make a lot of difference there. But the problem with things like the DA and judge positions is is you don't make the rules. You have to follow them. That, that is already prescribed for you. And so like the DA, yeah, you have a little bit of wiggle room on what you can, what you can do. But for the most part, if you don't do the things you're supposed to, you're done. You, like, you're, you're not changing the rules. You are following them. And and also, I just I don't want to be in a position to put anybody in 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 prison or jail. That, that, so that's just that's just not me. That's just not me. Well, it's good that you know yourself and that you're not putting yourself uh, in a compromising position for you know your morals. All right, I guess that means it's time to start a, a draft buffalo troll for DA movement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> that person's actually, ahead of you. they're actually kind of qualified for the job. I am not. Let's, already, do, let's do that. Already yeah. got a list of who he wants to put in jail, right? Yeah. Uh-oh. Me and Troll have been, <laughs> we've been, wor- <laughs> don't you worry. Uh-huh. Once we, once we get uh, our boy Buffalo Troll in there, we yeah, will. Yeah, right. There's just a few people got to watch out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I will be in his ear and we will, we'll be bringing some justice to the streets of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But speaking of, the streets of Buffalo. Wait, does that mean you're like the new Batman or something? Uh, yeah, yes. Okay. Power behind the throne, so, right. so to speak. Uh, yes. I, I I am the new Batman. Wow. I, I, I like I like that snake. Okay. And then uh Buffalo Troll can be the Harvey Dent, right? Is that the Sure. Oh, oh yeah, I get to wear the mask. You got the, the Batman the mask. Okay. Yeah. I gotta put it on. Yeah. We're, we're not even on YouTube, so nobody can see this, but <laughs> this is just for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am darkness. I am mm-hmm. the night. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking about the streets of Buffalo and Thanksgiving readiness hostels. No, Thanksgiving oh, readiness. No. Two, two, those are two separate Sorry. things. Sorry. Sorry. Those are, those pardon, are two separate it's things. It's this Batman mask. Pardon my indent. Yeah. No, no. It's this Batman mask. I, <laughs> I didn't know we had such specific hostels in the city. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but that would make sense if, if we have a storm every Thanksgiving, right? That's right. We had a hostel. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thanksgiving. Well, let's start with Thanksgiving readiness because the cold weather's coming around the corner um, sooner rather than later. We've talked about. Is, is this in uh, the Sabres do something? Yeah, they scored a goal. Oh, that's yeah, cool. uh, steamed ham. <laughs> steamed ham. Thanks. Oh, are, are we just talking about actual Thanksgiving readiness, like being ready for Thanksgiving? No, we're talking about like about that there's going to be a, supposed to be a storm. Fuck. And okay. Is the, is the city is the <laughs> city going to be ready for it? Yeah. This, this, yeah. this mask has <laughs> sapped my power. Take the mask off. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I'm gonna sound extra stupid today. Oh god! If you remember the original Batman, he couldn't turn his head. He couldn't really move That's very right. well. Yeah. So you That's are right. probably limiting yourself a yeah. little bit there. That's true. Uh, is the city gonna be ready for it, guys? I mean, it does sound like the storm isn't gonna be as bad as initially forecast. But I mean, you know, still gonna be bad. I mean, South Town's gonna be bad. I don't. Snake, are you going to Dunkirk for Thanksgiving? You or? bet I am. All right. Well, you'll have a fun time. I, I will give the full report next yeah, week. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll make sure I'm around to take care of the kitties. Uh, well, Kel's sticking around. We split oh. up on Thanksgiving. Okay, so it's I, too much. As far as Buffalo, I, I I feel like this is this is almost like the Sabers, where they're rolling out the exact same team they had last year, and they're like, "Yeah, we didn't change anything. It'll be just fine this time around." Like, but the Sabers actually are, you know, they get older and grow stronger, whereas the city just <laughs> they get older and get weaker. Right? Yeah. Like or it, Yeah. Like you know, a, a young uh, Sabers team getting older, maybe they might get better. That's not the same for your like your DPW trucks. Like the older they get, they <laughs> they don't just improve with age. Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on how the storm hits. If it hits, if it if it hits like the kind of their forecasting, where it's gonna be mostly like South Buffalo, well, they'll be fine because they always take care of South Buffalo, <laughs> right? Like that that that's, that's part of the city they always take care of. If it hits anything north of that, uh, I mean, I guess people are fucked again. Yeah, I, I mean, look. It, 
it's not projected to be a generational blizzard. Yeah. So I don't anticipate that the city is going to just fucking shut down. But God forbid if it does. That's the thing is like we have not made any major, as far as I know, changes to be ready for this. Well, we, got, Ooh, we, we got storm tanks. We got uh, storm F sixteen. We, now. we we hired got, that guy. We hired the guy. Yeah, we got we have a guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. this emergency. The, the name of the position is emergency something. <sighs> and uh, yeah, all right. Regular. It was like it was like, it, was like break, it was it wasn't breaking my nose, but it was like a bit nose. Yeah, we got the uh, the emergency commissioner, whatever they they call that new position. So that right. that's a that's a change, right. uh, and we'll see how that works. Right, and now they have a, they also have a, a fleet services manager now too. So like you know they have somebody to like pay attention to the old broken down trucks and direct them to where to go. Um, was yeah. it was it in in the the Discord where somebody posted a picture of the one building and you say you could see where the tarp was stapled to the outside <laughs> of the wall like it's still there? Yes. I mean, it's, and it's at least use some cock, right? Oh my God! <laughs> you know, and like you know, we talked about last year during the blizzard, like you know, the county had comparatively a better response, but like it's still, you know, that wasn't ideal. I mean, you know, if you're Nate McMurray, you think that Mark Poland Cars is the worst person alive because <laughs> of it. Um, but like you know, Poland Cars, you know, there's increases in the budget for the sheriff's office, but where's again like the the DPW stuff? Like you know, where is that? Like, we're talking about an extra thirty million for Erie County sheriffs. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You know, like they want to buy a fucking helicopter. They don't need a helicopter. Like, oh, I, I when I, I assume that they went in, it was like that Liberty Mutual commercial, like <laughs> John Garcia <laughs> with a toy helicopter in Poland Cars's office. Yeah, I mean, was it um, one of the iPost reporters was putting uh, up the graphic that shows they haven't used the helicopter for anything but shows and like uh, fundraisers for almost. Like three years, yeah. Last time they used it for uh, the actual purpose was 2021, sometime. Yeah. Now, if the helicopter itself is falling apart, and like, if the next time they use it, it is going to explode in midair, then yeah, buy a right. new one. I think they want means. an extra one. They want doubles. Oh, good lord! Two Camaros. <laughs> <laughs> Triples is best. Triples right. is best. Right. Triples is yeah. best. In that case, I would say no, no. You know, if they're out saving people in Zora Valley, good use for a helicopter. I don't think that's what they're doing. I mean, I mean, they've done that a couple of times. Like, they've saved some, like, you know, ice fishermen out on the lake. Sure. But, I, I mean, I don't know. And, oh, like, again, like, this gets to me, like, does every law enforcement department have to have all their own equipment? Right? Like, the state police have helicopters. Right. You know, like. They're pa- handing out MRAPs like candy. Right. Like, like you know, why do, like, individual towns have to have, like, crazy stuff? Because, like, that's what this is. It's just keep trickling down. Like. You know, I understand that the sheriffs have a, a helicopter now, but like, you know, like they, like you said, Adam, like they've just been using it for like fucking like, f- you know, fundraiser. It's just at the fair or like <laughs> showing up at like somebody's school and like, hey, maybe you could get older kid and learn how to fly a helicopter <laughs> for the sheriffs. You guys can buck the military industrial complex all you want, but maybe, your maybe, county's not going to do that anytime maybe, soon. Maybe so. they're going to uh, be like WKRP and give out turkeys for Thanksgiving. Hey, okay. From the, from the helicopter. <laughs> all right. Just dropping frozen turkeys. Yeah. yeah. Operation Turkey <laughs> Drop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can see the headlines already, like 37 dead in frozen turkey drop. Yeah, but they're filled with a va- uh, rabies vaccine now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, either way, I mean, helicopters are not, um, I, we'll see. Hopefully that we don't have a repeat of last year where, you know, we joke, we make laughs and goofs and gaffes here, but people died. And, you know, lives were impacted. The city was shut down. Um, even the people that didn't die were affected you know, I I think of a guy who had like a serious frostbite just from being out in the and, and, you know, and also you know disproportionately affects you know people of color, mm-hmm. right, right. You know, I mean that that's a part of the city that is more disproportionately affected. There are more deaths, um, that you know, where the city you know, didn't provide services. It does look like the uh, national grid did shore up a lot of their substations. Yeah, that's good news. Yeah, yes, and they were they were famously the MVPs last year. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely uh, of the blizzard. So. You know, it remains to be seen. Hopefully, we can fade the bad weather, like the real bad weather. But if it comes, you know. yeah. I mean, the, my my enduring memory, aside from the very major things from that last year, but my my one big one is the the pictures you saw of people who lived on the edge of the city, on the city to you know like suburb line, <laughs> and you'd see how the road was plowed up right. to the city, and then the, the plows just turned around and drove away because they're right. county plows. Right. And and like, come on, yeah. why, why can't? We need to regionalize so badly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So clearly, I don't know about the hostel thing. So <laughs> you guys got to. On Main Street, the downtown hostel, the building's falling apart. 
Yeah. So they're going to like collapse at any moment. They're at risk of shutting down the only hostel in the city of Buffalo because the it's a city owned property that it's mm-hmm. connected to mm-hmm. is so decrepit that it could just take the whole thing down, which is just, you know, just a perfect microcosm of this <laughs> right. city. Well, I don't like decrepit buildings. I, I don't know how I feel about hostels. Um, is because of that scary movie? Yes. Yeah, I know. Yes. I'm with you there. 100%. Having mm. stayed in them in Europe when I was younger, they whip. They are awesome. Right. They should be um, promoted. In, in reality, they're great. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I just can't get the scary movie out of my mind. That's why I don't watch those ones. I don't watch them either. But just knowing about it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. enough to affect I me. saw that movie. And there was like an oh. eyeball at one point. It was gross. Oh, no. It was, it was gnarly. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't well, Rest assured, that doesn't happen at every hostel. Right. I think it's just just like the, I don't know. It's just the Eastern European ones. I mean, hostel aside, again, this is like the city fucking up. Like this is a property that they they own. Like and like, you know, yeah. we we can't we can't inspect buildings. We can't take care of stuff. You know, like I guess I don't know. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into the inspections later with the the other housing task force thing. Yeah. But it it's just so incredibly disappointing that the people who are in charge of keeping our buildings safe whether it's privately or publicly owned, just nobody is, has any interest in doing so. And yeah. so it's starting to then affect other properties. Uh, and it's just, it's ridiculous. At, at the end of the day, you have a, fu- like, it's a city property that's that's crumbling and falling to shit. Right. Right? Like, that, that's what it is. And right? what are they going to do? Find themselves? It, it could be any, right. It could be any building. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's like a decrepit building on Main Street. Right. That's bad. <laughs> you know, like, simple as. Like, but we put cars back down there right yeah well that's the way we could get to 10 city <laughs> yep moving on from hostile and again the scary movie it gives me the no ick. no thank you gives me the ick um the peace rally in niagara square um adam talk to us about that were, were you did you attend this rally oh yeah yeah, yeah did. Did. oh did he yeah. okay yes. I, I, th- I thought so yes i did uh, I, I was acting as a, a marshal as well so and the, the the groups that put it on, you know, they get the volunteers to kind of stand around the outside of the crowd. Honestly, most of what we did, we were ready for just about anything. But most of what we did was uh, controlling the traffic around Niagara Square because you know people are had the Palestinian flags flying out of the cars and they're honking and they're just going around in circles and, and everything and celebrating. But then you have people that are pulling up on the circle. We had a whole row of cars, one deep around the circle. And then we had a next row outside where people were just stopping to look at everything. Like, you guys got to keep driving. Yeah. Uh, we're not trying to get any accidents here. So that's, yeah. But the speaking and everything went off without a hitch. It was a fantastic event. Everybody was, you know, in the in the same place mentally and emotionally. And, and it was, like, there were, maybe I think, two cars total where some jackass yelled something out the window and then drove away mm-hmm. and that was it like, we were ready for people showing up the counter protest like we've seen in other places and none of that happened it was just beautiful and then they walked up the street to chuck schumer's office and obviously couldn't get inside it was on a saturday afternoon but they they built him a memorial on the fence outside his office and then everybody just you know went their own ways peacefully it was, it was perfect it was, it was beautiful about how many were in attendance adam i'm terrible at guessing uh crowd size but it's at least I would say two, three thousand. Yeah, not bad. Because we 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 packed like half of Niagara Square, uh, and and it was it was fantastic. Yeah, and and I assume much like uh, many other protests we've seen, calling for a ceasefire. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was it was you know both people from the Muslim and uh, Jewish communities coming together and calling for a ceasefire at the same time. Uh, and occupation and, and illegal settlements in the West Bank and all that. Like, it was just like uh, the speakers were, were united in the, the condemnation of the things that are, are happening over there. So, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. It, it is a hot, uh, hot potato of an issue to talk about. Um, but since we have a little bit of a platform, I, I, I do want to expound on something that I, I, I don't like to post on social media about political stuff especially, but I, I, I do want to take the opportunity to maybe thread the needle a little bit here. One, by saying... Um, over Jesus for a very long time, many decades, the Israeli government has done a lot of terrible things. Um, I, I think the response to ten seven, which was a terrorist attack, which was a brutal, heinous terrorist attack, uh, Hamas is that was an evil act, and I. However, I think the response to that was 
misguided and continues to be misguided and overly punitive. Um, I, I think, God damn, it is so hard to be in society right now with this because it's so, it, it's very hard to navigate because on the one hand, yes, we have Palestinians and, you know, uh, Jewish voices calling for peace. I think we should all try for and long for peace and, and fight for peace. The flip side, however, and I don't mean to put this in relief of the protests, simply because we're on the issue of this, is I've noticed a lot of anti-Semitism. I've noticed it even in our local circles. I've seen people on the internet posting some very anti-Semitic, uh, people who in what they believe to be well-meaning and and advocating for Palestinians have gone the other way. We've gone through the looking glass. And so I'm not trying to both sides this. I'm simply saying that since we're on the topic, I, and, and I say this as an Arab American, my dad's from Yemen. I was, you know, raised in, in Buffalo. Um, I'm, I'm just whatever, I guess I'm culturally white in a lot of ways, but yeah. I still. Anti-Semites are using it as an excuse to be anti-Semitic in oh, a yeah. lot of ways. And, but you see, uh, if you watch the uh, evening news on, on any of your major networks, they're looping in these ceasefire rallies in with the anti-Semitic uh, uh, things going on. Uh, I think that's pretty dishonest. Yeah, yeah. We have to be careful about who I didn't mean posting. to step on your toes. No, no, no. I mean, it's a good point because right? yeah. it's complicated, right? Because, right. And, and then some of the people who are, at, I mean, some of the people at these rallies are also part of the anti-Semitism, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying right. the rallies themselves are anti-Semitic. No. No, and that's why we have to be careful never to treat any group as a monolith or, right. Right. or take, <laughs> ascribe to a giant group the views of a few. Right, and that's 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 what is happening a lot right now, and the other problem is that I think early on, especially because Twitter is so awful these days, like we have like like Ryan was just saying, we have anti semites and, and white supremacists who are latching on to this yeah. and using this as to to they, they look pro Palestinian, but they're really not, mm-hmm. and, and so like you see like Jackson Hinkle types that are getting boosted by people who probably don't know any better, and we have to mm-hmm. make sure that we are shutting that down because it, it, in the in the, the area where we're calling for peace and calling for support for Palestine, it cannot contain any anti-Semitism at the same time. It's just like you are you are not going to help your cause by doing that. Yeah. And and again, this wasn't I, I know this is a broader issue, but I mean it's it is a topic that literally we we all talk about and think about, or mostly ooh, that, oh, I thought that was Pat Kane for a second. Never mind. No. Um, <laughs> He's still not playing for any team. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw the eight, and I'm like, oh, that guy went down. Anyway, I, I know it's not a – it is a local issue in the sense that, you know, we obviously have a lot of um, Palestinians and a lot of uh, Jewish individuals that live in the city of Buffalo. A lot of them, many of them attended the peace rally. Um, so I will point out, though, as far as I know, I could be wrong about this because, like I said, I was on the exterior of the of the event most of the time. I don't think there were any elected officials of any kind at the event, which was disappointing mm-hmm. because I, I feel like the ones I've seen make any sort of public statements around here was right after the 7th. They were all uniformly in, in, in favor of Israel, but nobody said anything since, mm-hmm. and that is extremely disappointing to me. Yeah, I'm of two minds about that, right? I mean, I, I, I think that you do want your elected officials to be leaders, on advocating on behalf of causes, but also this is, and, and, and we've talked about this, Adam, uh, personally about this is not a simple, uh, this is like simplifying it to even say this, but it's not a simple issue. It's so geopolitically complex. Even what's happening in Gaza has so many, uh, ramifications well beyond Gaza. And I think that many American elected officials don't want to compromise America's position in this like you don't want to be seen as undermining the the u.s government's stance right yeah i I, I will say i was incorrect before uh monica wallace did put out something on her twitter where she said that you know hey this is awful it it should you know the i I regret the death for all people so at least i appreciate that she followed up and did something else and and but that's i guess that's all i've seen so far and and i think at this point um yeah I'm just not gonna touch it anymore. Yeah, move it because that gets bigger than uh, our local scope here. I, I do have a question to ask you. You are our South Buffalo correspondent, and yes. you did just mention bad game. And I don't want to talk about this from a Sabres perspective, but say hypothetically, 
they did bring him onto the the team. What do you think that would do to the vibes of the community to have Pat Kane roaming around town? South again? Buffalo would be buzzing, mm-hmm. absolutely. We were yeah, we were talking about vibes. Yeah, I mean, would would he sign his contract at the new Imperial on Main Street? <laughs> <laughs> there would be a low hum throughout South Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be something. Uh, Ten I, months after that, there'd be babies everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So many bothered food. by him, or so, so many, <laughs> <laughs> what? So many little pootricks out there. Yeah, pootricoons. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't like the. I, I think he's kind of a douche. Yeah. So I don't think he's bringing any kind of good vibes, even to South Buffalo. I mean, look, he's South Buffalo's son, but they're pretty happy that he stays in Chicago for a lot of the year. Yeah, and to be be quite honest, he's 35, and he's not good at hockey anymore. So I would be against that just for that reason alone. Sure. Like, he's not going to help this team, and we need some of these younger guys to be taking up that roster spot. That's all. Yeah. I mean, charitably, maybe he's grown up. Maybe he's matured a little bit. I have my doubts, but maybe he's grown up and can be a leader in the community here can be South Buffalo's next congressman, Jim. <laughs> oh, he would just moonwalk into that. Wow. Yeah. But he could set himself up. Sure. Just saying there's right. an opening, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. this hockey thing seems to be kind of winding down for him. So right. yeah. Yeah. And Mayor, Mayor Kane. If it's not going to be Eddie eager, then who's it going to be? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm fresh out after Ed. I got to tell you. <laughs> Um, we, yeah. we do. We did have someone throw his hat in the ring potentially this week, right? Well, fairly, fairly strongly worded yeah. for somebody who didn't quite say, "I'm definitely running." Right. Uh, with uh, the mayor. Yeah. Your pal. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Byron, Byron I, Brown sending a, a, a strong message of, "I won't do much." Right. Yeah. He's like, "We need a centrist. <laughs> a strong who, centrist. A strong centrist who won't." Mix don't won't do anything. Won't won't mix things up. Yeah, which is it. So it's a radical position after Brian Higgins, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also because like that to me says like he's planning on if he does get involved, painting Tim Kennedy as like Brian Nowak, like as like some leftist. I mean, look to be fair, like you know Kennedy is a different person than he was when he was in the county ledge. He does take a lot of the votes in Albany that you know he probably would have taken when he was a county legislator. That you know. When, when he made that deal with Chris Collins and the mayor to make Barbara Williams chair of the legislature, um, you know, he, he's grown into that position where he does a lot of, he takes a lot of the votes that you would expect somebody from downstate to take, not necessarily somebody who represents, you know, Cheektowaga and South Buffalo and, and the East side. Um, but that said, it's still crazy to try to paint him as like a leftist. Like he takes those votes, but he doesn't, he doesn't advertise them. Right. He knows that nobody pays attention to the votes. Mm-hmm. So he's not out there campaigning on look at how left I've become. Well, that's classic Antifa Tim behavior, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's, he's not, he's not, you know, he's taking all these votes, but he's not even, you know, putting it out there. He's trying to do it in the shadows. And, and Byron Brown is the man that's going to bring the spotlight to this. Well, it's, it's also crazy to me that, like, he thinks, like, huh, I very publicly and famously lost a mayoral primary a couple of years ago to somebody who ran as an open Democratic Socialist in India Walton. <laughs> I think what I should do is, be more centrist, more right. That'll win me a Democratic primary this time around. And this is such a strong, safe blue district. Why would you ever move back to the center? Just politically makes absolutely no sense. But for me and for all of us, we need Byron Brown to run for this seat (laughs) so that he can get absolutely stomped by Tim Kennedy and his millions of dollars. I mean, the, the, the interesting thing to me, I think, is that like if the mayor jumps in, does that mean that's, that that might entice one or two other people to be like, well, I couldn't beat Tim Kennedy head to head. But if it's like a three or four way race, now oh, funny things can happen then. And so, like, see if that happens. Um, you know, if if nobody this, the, the, with the name quality of the mayor jumps in, I think Kennedy just takes it in a walk. I mean, I think I think he, he takes it anyways. But, you know, um, It'd be interesting to see, like, yeah, if the mayor jumped in, to, like, maybe that bra- drags somebody else in and goes, well, yeah, I guess I could do it. Well, I, I mean, look, we we often laugh at Byron Brown's expense, mostly because of the, you know, the ineptitude of his term, many terms as, as Mayor Buffalo. But he's made a lot of powerful friends. Don't get that twisted. No, I mean, he was, he's, he, he, he was chair of the state Democratic Party at one point. Right. Not only not only in political circles, but also being the mayor of the city of Buffalo, 
the business community. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of strong ties. Not to say Kennedy doesn't have a fucking boatload of money, even if he can't use it directly in this race. Um, he still has a lot of access to money and power, but so does Byron Brown. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, he's, I, he's not going to be a pushover if he runs. No, no. I mean, now that it's winding down, shame on us that we didn't spend more time the last couple of years talking about the ineptitude of Brian Higgins. We should have been spending more time on that. You know, <laughs> we've focused so much on the mayor. We, we forgot about Brian Higgins when he was there the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. But he was just so inoffensive. You know, like Byron Brown had multiple turns where he just threw it in your face. Well, and, and, fucking well, competent. He'd officially be the podcast about nothing. Yeah. The, well, the other thing is that, like, when you're just when you're a legislator and you can hide in a legislative body, it's a lot easier to, like, just kind of disappear and be somebody that we don't talk about as opposed to an executive office. I mean, that's why, like, we spend so much time talking about the mayor or polling cars or, you know, what looks to be uh, – Supervisor elect in Chictawaga, Brian Nowak, right? Like those are executive positions. Yeah. Or yeah, the mayor's or, the mayor's one putting together the commissions that meet once and then never meet again, and then right. we find out twenty years later that they've been getting paid the entire time. Like right. that's 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 the mayor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jim, you raise an interesting point too, because okay, you have Tim Kennedy, you have Byron Brown. Who else would throw their hat in the ring? Would it be an even more conservative figure, or would it be somebody more left to center? Well, I mean, I, that's my thing is that I think like if you saw that the the mayor and uh, Kennedy were running against each other. I think it, you know, that potentially then does open up a pathway to somebody who's more left. I mean, again, I can't believe the mayor's going to try to paint Tim Kennedy as like some radical leftist, but like apparently he is uh, if he does decide to run. But I think yeah, then okay, they fight over a similar space. They've been allies for a long time. So they're going to fight over that kind of space as well. It would potentially open up like somebody to run on the left. I don't know who that person is though. Yeah, and and at least. Uh, from the viewpoint, because you guys read the Buffalo DSA tweet on, on the last episode. We did. And, and just to, to give the viewpoint of Buffalo DSA at this point was just kind of saying that we're, we want nothing to do with that. We're not interested. Like, we have other things that we are focusing on. Mm-hmm. And we're not in a position, even if we wanted to as a chapter, to go after that seat. It's right. So, it, yeah, that's if, if, if people want to jump in and, and they have their own structure infrastructure to run for office then uh, more power to them but it will not be like i can i cannot imagine how it would come out of our chapter right and and also like the state working families party has you know they were on you know the 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 npr like the albany capital room or whatever the hell the name of that show is this week and they were like look you know in, in new york you know we would like to have candidates who are more aligned with our values but Realistically, we need to help the Democratic Party take take back the seats they lost and take over control of Congress. And so, like, so, like, you know, let's get control of Congress back, and then we can work on running our own candidates. Well, if that's the the line they're they're publicly taking, uh, I don't mean that. It doesn't sound to me like they're going to go out of their way to run somebody in the twenty six. I have not seen a pipeline. I haven't seen candidates who are in the wings, or you know, potential candidates down the line. Um, because really when a moment like this comes, you have to be prepared and you have to have people that you could put forward. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is the bench is pretty thin, Mm -hmm. you know, for any left of center candidate, really for a major office, probably the best one, maybe someday, certainly not right now, but like a Brian Nowak like figure, you know, somebody who is, who works with And really it's only Brian Nowak to be honest, but somebody who works within the party, but still has, you know, Again, left of center values, uh, who can navigate this stuff. But yeah, I, I wasn't trying to kick the Buffalo DSA or any DSA while not necessarily while they're down. I just don't think that they're a political force in in electoral politics, at least in this area. It, 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 for right now, it's not even uh, a priority. Like we with the you know, trying to pass the New York Health Act, we got our, our labor group, and we've got uh, the the infrastructure, which is trying to you know working on that that near uh, thirty three cap project. Mm-hmm. So. We have the the chapter is working on things, but the electoral arena is definitely not a focus at this point. All right, which again, we've talked about here before. What what, what are they trying to be? You know, and, and I don't I don't mean that in a bad way, but simply like, are you an activist group? Are you a political group? And, I mean, and they I, try to navigate. Well, both. But, but that, it's all that, about building a base, right? For yeah, that that is how, that, that is how you build a pipeline of people to run for office, right? right. That's what I'm saying. So and, like you know, I think I think that's a good tack to take on it. Like if you just go and like, oh, we're just going to keep running candidates, like that is not a good way to, to actually build a pipeline. Well, yeah. th- that's that's what I'm saying is that it, it seemed muddled for a while there that they tried to 
you know, burn the candle at both ends, and it seemed to be unsuccessful. So, yeah, yeah, and it really is. Um, I, I'm a strong proponent of the uh, old idea that you should not be talking to people only when you're asking them for their vote, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, a lot of work to be done, no doubt about it. But just like New York 26, that New York DSA downstate. You know, by the time they ran AOC and Julia Salazar, they had already run other elections they had lost, but they've been building their electorals mm-hmm. uh, for years up to that point. It wasn't just an overnight thing. Let's just try this out. And yeah. we'll, you know, oh, we won. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe famous leftist John Flynn will run for Congress. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> and and also too, not for nothing, AOC uh, was very entrenched in the Democratic Party too. She 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 bucked against some of the you know Joe Crowley, the old power in there, but she was. You know, it, and mesh the Dem Party herself. And it is also important to point out is a lot of the people that they've knocked off were old and conservative Dems that the people in the community, like their 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 districts had changed so much since they'd been in office that they really didn't represent their communities any longer. So they were a little bit more vulnerable than a Brian Higgins ever has been, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or like a, a Tim Kennedy running for this seat. Even if Buffalo DSA had somebody that we really liked, why would we waste our time with that? It's 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 just a it's not a good use of time and resources. Well, I mean, the flip side, Adam, is that you know, if Nate McMurray, <laughs> oh Jesus, decided to throw his hat in the ring for a fourth bite at the apple of yes. the United States Congress, I mean, you got the candidate with the name recognition, the the social media presence. I mean. He's got it all. The he's only problem is he doesn't work leg day, so his, <laughs> his little legs can't get too far when he's walking petitions. Yeah. You know, some guys just have small legs. Right? Congressman baby right. legs. Some guys. Some guys. <laughs> oh, no. If he, listen, if he could squat, how much do you think he could squat? Um, Looking at him. The bar. The bar. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even going to give him plates? Meh. <laughs> 25s. Okay, maybe 25s. Sure. Okay. Well, Nate, Nate McMurray and his, uh, you know, 200, 225 benches, 95 pound squat <laughs> um, could could run for Congress. Probably not. Probably not, Jim. I mean, if he couldn't find it, find anybody to support him to actually get on the ballot for the county executive primary, he's somehow going to get on a congressional. We're in a district he doesn't even live in currently. <laughs> Which I know you, you you don't have to. You can move into the district afterwards. Nick Langworthy just did it, um, but uh, you know, like you you don't have. So, but like, I don't I don't see how he's gonna like get it done. Like like j- like as much as like not only would he definitely lose, but like I don't see like he has the organization built. Like he doesn't have like a bunch of people. Like there are, there are people who like him. Uh, like they give him money uh you know for Valentine's Day. A lot but, of money. But they they didn't do petitions for him. You you need people to get that that work, and especially in New York State where we have like petition access for ballot. It's not it's not like states where you're like, yeah, I got fifty dollars. I'm on the ballot now. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nate, Nate, you keep tweeting, buddy. You keep yeah. you keep posting. Tweet through it. Honestly, I'm hoping for as much chaos as possible. I hope he does it. I yeah. hope he does it. I hope Byron Brown does it. I hope oh, Eddie yes. Eager does it. Oh, I hope yes. they all do it. Yes. Oh, I mean, Eddie. I assume Eddie Eager's already got his petitions done. Yes. Indy Walton said she's not going to do it. She's not going to run, right? Yeah, that's that's you know what I heard is that she said to me even yesterday is that she's not going to run. I think if that happened, we'd all vibrate into the astral plane. <laughs> would we? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. But chaos would uh, maybe in the cards or maybe not. Maybe Byron Brown is just making some noise and he doesn't run. But I mean, look, it's, it also so like you know we talked about this a little bit last week. So like you know, all right, this congressional seat opens up. This opens up a lot of dominoes. Um, the mayor can run without having to give up the mayor's seat. Tim Kennedy cannot do that. He can't run for state senate at the same time. Um, but we know, like, the mayor doesn't want to be mayor anymore. We, we've talked about this. You know, it's a pretty open secret that, like, whoever the next mayor is is going to get there and be like, oh, well, what, what happened to all the money? Where, where is everything? Like, why, why are we in such bad shape? Um, and, the, you know, the mayor doesn't want to be the one caught in that position. Like, he knows eventually they're going to find out. Um, and you know, like it looks like he's like, "Hey, Chris Scanlon, you've been very supportive of me. Would you like to be the person who takes the fall?" <laughs> Thanks for your loyalty. <laughs> There's going to be a gap, Mayor. Right? Yeah. There's got to be a gap, Mayor. Um, but you know, but like, okay, but like, if it is Chris Scanlon, you know, I guess Patrick Kane is the new councilman from South Buffalo. Like, right? You know. Yes. Um, you know, but like, okay, that that state senate seat. You know, really, the two names being. 
passed bond band around the most are Fillmore Council member Mitch Nolikowski and uh, legislator, chairwoman of the legislator, April Baskin. You know, like those would also create openings. Like there's a lot of like trickle effect. Um, uh, in b- both their cases, they wouldn't have to give up their seat to run for state senate next year because they're in the middle of a term, so they can they, they can hang on to their seat. But it would potentially create a vacancy in the backfill. Let me ask you this: since we're talking about South Buffalo, do you think is this crazy, Jim? If let's say Chris Scanlon becomes the mayor, do you think potentially embattled Pat Burke? I know it's moving from the state to the city, but he could be moving out. You know, of not of his own accord. The the, the voters of West Seneca could very much get him out of the. Yeah, pay. But, he, but he doesn't live in South Buffalo anymore. He lives in Orchard Park. I know. Um, and also, I like, know. you know, he is not somebody, he, he doesn't do, play the committee game. He doesn't have people on the committee. And he is not somebody that came through that South Buffalo Democrat, uh, like, politician pipeline. He did not come up with Higgins and Kennedy and, you know, and, you know, Chris Fahey's and Scanlon. Like, he's not from that. Like, he's a Seneca Street guy who kind of won despite them. Like, they, you know, he, and so they're not going to be like, okay, you know, you're going to lose your assembly seat. We'll g- give you the, common council seat like that's just not going to happen like they they're going to be very happy for him to disappear they're not going to save him they've been trying to help him disappear for a long time they're going to be very happy to see it like and also i saw he put out something about like you know people calling him about running for the uh the 26 um which i bet there, there are some people who actually because like there, there are people who do really like him and i could see like some people calling him you know i i know that he actually is like at least on like pretty friendly terms with john fetterman you know, so like that's that's a decent person to have in your bank, uh, you know, and uh, on your side. Um, but you know, I I, I don't see him actually being a, a candidate for the twenty six, and I definitely don't see them, the committee in South Buffalo, saying, "All right, we'll save you and give you the council seat." Well, props to Pat Burke because that's the first time I've ever seen a statement put out that said, "Get off my lawn." Yeah, that, that was <laughs> that was very well worded. That was, that was good. Yeah. What What about all right? Pat Kerr, Pat Kern. Well, I was gonna, Pat Pat Burke, not running for Congress. Mickey Kearns, another South Buffalo. Uh, Speaking of speaking of embattled, (laughs) I mean, you know, he's he's been in the news and the paper a lot recently, and not for the good reasons. Um, I mean, there is a lot of chatter that he's actually going to run against Burke next year for that assembly. Go back to the assembly. Uh, That you know, that's a huge pay cut. I mean, yeah, but apparently the clerk's office is too hard. He, like, he might get an involuntary pay cut. So. Yeah. Um, and so, like, and you know, and look, Mickey probably, you know, probably beats beats Burke there. You know, yeah. I mean, he probably loses a Democratic primary, like you know, uh, Mickey lost to Melissa Hartman. Um, but you know, look, we, we just talked about the, the on election day. West Seneca very red now. That is a large part of that district. Pat has won re-election because he has pulled like. Just insane numbers out of South Buffalo, and I, I mean, just not like just not just turnout, but also like percentage wise. Like he wins some districts like eighty five fifteen or like ninety ten. He would not do that against Mickey Kearns. He would not get those numbers. Um, and so, like, you know, there's only so much Lackawanna can can do for him. So I, you know, I think he would have a really tough race against Mickey, and probably be the underdog. The the wild thing about all this is like you and I were talking about uh, last week is that n- this all might change because of the maps. Yeah, that, that's the worst part is we have all these assumptions that are baked into this entire conversation that could just evaporate overnight. Yeah, which is annoying. So yeah, because yeah, you know the court of appeals held the uh, heard that case this week uh, regarding the congressional lines, which if those change could force changes in the the state lines, which could force changes all the way down to the ED. So everybody who just got redistricted could get redistricted again. I hope you enjoyed it. We could do it a second time. Great stuff. <laughs> Great stuff. You know? Let's do the time. And that's, and that's and I, I actually don't know what's going on. Like the, the, there's still the case at the uh, county level uh, uh, suing over the redistricting of the county lines. And I don't even know where that one's at right now. Yeah. So, so Lots of question marks. And I, just something I was thinking of a, a few minutes ago. I wonder if Byron is floating that trial balloon not only for himself, but also to scare away other people. I mean, maybe. Because we've been talking about, or you guys have also talked about it, how 
uh, Kennedy and Brown have been, you know, sidling up to each other a lot over the past few years. So why, I mean, would, why, even, would, why would he go and stab him in the back all what, of a sudden? Even, like I said, even going back to when Kennedy was in the county ledge and he helped broker that deal right. between the mayor and Chris Collins and to make uh, BMW chair, but the Republicans had control of the ledge with BMW's chair. You know, like Kennedy was, was part of that. Yeah. So, so Brown could be trying to fill a lane and then actually not do it. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could see that for sure. Yeah. A lot of lot of backdoor conversations, I'm sure, happening. Um, yeah, I mean, we got we, we don't we don't need any more strong yeah. fighting centrists, right? So. Yeah. So, and then we also have the 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 not backdoor uh, opines of Nate McMurray. Oh no, Nate's <laughs> the, coming through the front door. Yeah, the very very public. He's coming through the wall like the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but he can feel free to use that Congressman baby baby legs uh, idea as, as a campaign slogan. Yeah, I would. Oh, I would definitely go out and. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do petitions for him, but I definitely would strongly encourage others to do it for him. <laughs> All right, I, I threw a couple other things on the the big board here, but we'll we'll move along. Housing task force. Yeah, yeah. So this is something that uh, is kind of big news for for me at least because I'm, I'm uh, you know housing and tenants rights attorney. Uh, the the task force was put together by it was a, a prison resolution, and they put a bunch of people on this task force. And um, they put out the the report this week. It's not the entire report because they said, you know, things are so bad and there's so much ground they need to cover that they couldn't do it all in one report. But the main four things in this one are, number one, the Buffalo's fair housing law. Now, we were one of the first cities to do this statewide, but we did it 15, almost 20 years ago. It's time to update our laws because we need to change how uh, we define source of income, which is enormous, right? Because... I've spoken to a lot of tenants who say, hey, I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z, and they're saying they won't take my whatever. And I say, well, uh, you know, it's, it's supposed to be illegal, but a lot of people still get away with it because it's really iffy, and the city uh, charter is a little, you know, squishy on that. So that's definitely something that we need to change. Um, next one is limited liability company transparency. So um, like right now there was a new law recently at the state level that says whenever you – change hands of a property if you go into an llc as an owner you have to say who the people are behind the llc right you can't just have this faceless corporation own a property that you can never find out who it is you can never contact them because that's how they're just you know playing the shell game with all these tenant properties tenants don't even know who owns it how to contact the actual landlord so this is something we could do at the city level too we have that uh, rental registry and we should be for anybody who has an ownership in an llc if you have more than 10% member share, you should tell them who you are. Mm-hmm. Right? And tenants need to have the right to know who owns the damn property. Uh, the third thing was really big because um, other municipalities have done this, but they want to have the city fund and do a vacancy study. Um, other cities and municipalities have done this. It's the first step to opt into rent control, mm-hmm. which we do not have in Buffalo. Um, in 2019, Housing Stability and Tenant Protection Act made it possible to opt in as long as you do the vacancy study first. And I know uh, Rusty Weaver and Cornell ILR is just going to do it on their own. So that's also a really good thing because it's gonna it would save the city the money and the hassle of having to do it. But we need to push the city to actually accept it mm-hmm. and, and adopt that. And then the final one is is like the city passed this thing, the Proactive Rental Inspections Program. So I you know I kind of alluded to this earlier. It is where they wanted to do 6,000 inspections per year on certain properties, and that would you know, get these things up to date, and they, they've done like uh, a few thousand over the past two and a half years because the, the inspectors are still doing handwritten stuff, so they have to like transcribe their notes. There aren't enough inspectors, so we're, the, the housing task force is saying, look, you need to hire more inspectors. You need to talk to your housing, inspe- uh, housing inspector commissioner Find out what they actually need because like, we're just woefully underprepared to make sure that affordable housing is existent in the city of Buffalo. So, like I said, this is just the first four things they, they did in the report. Uh, there's a lot more, obviously. They didn't even touch on good cause, but they kind of hinted at it. Like, this is something we should also be doing. But, man, I mean, this is just the, the tip of the iceberg. And these, th- even if they did these four things, it would be a huge, huge transformation uh, for housing in Buffalo. So I, I, I wasn't sure how many people might have missed that. I, I yeah. wanted to no, that's great. Yeah, throw that out there. 
No, that that's awesome. And and I I, I often think too about how this isn't just like a, um, you know, it, it's very easy to classify a lot of political issues in oh, is this a left wing cause or proponent or oh, is this a right wing thing, and and it's not because it's so intertwined with, I mean, look, small businesses in the area probably don't want insanely high rents because that means their businesses are going to be paying insanely high rents or even bigger businesses don't want to be paying insanely high rents or have their property values like have to shoot through the roof. Um, it's not just about, you know, obviously we're talking about people's lives, livelihoods, ability to afford apartments and, and places to live. But I, I just think that the ripple effect of this stuff, it's not just, it doesn't just come down to, Oh, you know, I feel, you know, this is a left wing proposition. No, this is, we're talking about the the whole ecosystem of the city and who can live here, who can afford to live here. What does the culture of the city look like? You know, who 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 can stay here? Because you have people get priced out. You're going to have, all right, people just kind of come and go. We would have the culture of the city of Buffalo eroded over time if you can't afford for an extended amount of time to pay rent to live here. Right. right. We're losing these uh, vibrant neighborhoods where people have lived for years. And then when you are new to a neighborhood and you know that you probably won't be able to stay there for very long, uh, we have just people that are bopping around the city. And it's for, through no fault of their own. It's just the, the, our, our rents are skyrocketing around here. And the number one thing I hear from tenants now is, you know, I have to leave, but I can't find anything else in my price range. Mm-hmm. And so we're just, you know, we're seeing our, our neighborhoods just get destroyed. Uh, and, and you can't grow bonds with your neighbor if, if they might get removed at any day. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, and like the people that are on the task force, are, they run the gamut. There are people like Sarah Wooten from PPG, uh, people from Push, uh, Michaela, uh, and and but then you have uh, like some people that are representing the real estate lobby. There are actual landlords on there, and this is the report that they put out together. Like they they've recognized that we, if if I'm a small landlord, uh, yeah, I need to do something that will kneecap the bigger ones to an extent, so mm-hmm. that they're not just vulturizing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, we are all trying to fight, like we all, I am trying to fight for a world where we don't need somebody else to own my home for me, but we, we're not going to get there tomorrow. So what can we do right now to make people's lives better? And this is a good start. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, there's a, a tendency, uh, at least I've seen on the internet, uh, whether most actual people have this tendency, I don't know. There are a lot of shitty landlords. Let's, let's not get it twisted. There are a lot of terrible landlords, but by and large, and, and even, all right, there's a shitty landlord who only has one apartment that they own, that they rent, and they're shitty about it. But by and large, r- landlords at that level, eh, you know, it's fine. Like, they're trying to offset the, the cost of the housing that they, they're like, they're trying to help pay their mortgage with, with rent. Like, it, it's insanely expensive to own a home, too. Yeah. The first double I ever got, I mean, the first house I ever got was a double where I lived in the first floor and had, had somebody live upstairs. But what we're, you know, the, those folks, again, some of them are petty tyrants or they just don't fucking take care of their properties. But we're talking about the the bigger, this is how you get the slumlord companies, right? The faceless companies that you yes. can't track down because there's no way to find who they are. There's no way to hold them accountable. So, again, like, w- people hate landlords. Eh, I, I don't necessarily fully buy into that. But I do think that you're going to get a lot shittier landlords if you continue to let this kind of rot manifest and it just becomes, you know, it just soaks up all the capital. Yeah. And the other thing about the inspections, it goes toward what you were just saying about, we cannot let the ones who let their properties fall apart intentionally. The, 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 the report specifically says they intentionally do not make repairs. So it, it increases their profit margin. If I have to fix something for you, it's coming out of my pocket. I don't feel like doing that. And what I know as a landlord is that I can just not fix things until you voluntarily leave because you have no real recourse. You're not going to hire an attorney and sue me because if you did, you probably wouldn't be living in this squalid apartment. So they're just shuffling these people around because they know once this person leaves because I don't fix anything, the next one, they need somewhere to go. And they're going to they're gonna pay me what I'm asking just to have a roof over their head. And then I won't fix anything for them either. And those are the people that we need to be cracking down on ASAP. For sure. For sure. A uh, couple things I put on the board, Jim. Uh, I, this I, I put not Doug, Mike. Mike, right? Is that his name? Jasinski. Oh, Jasinski. Yeah, that, that clown. I, I, he's just gonna be Doug. Doug Jasinski, the, the Dugginator. Yeah. 
uh, well, we had two statements from uh, losing campaigns. One was Chrissy Casilio's, Chrissy Kaboom. She kind of took the Kaboom out of her, yeah, her diction with yeah. this. Uh, some might say introspective mm-hmm. letter. Then, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was a, an, uh, it was a, a good letter. I mean, right? Like you know, acknowledged that she lost. Um, you know, some introspect, like you know, I should be more careful about what I say, what I do. Um, shouldn't say she should be better, more careful what she believes, but maybe you know, at least saying and doing stuff is a start, I suppose. Uh, and that you know, she's like you know, I wish Mark Polencar as well. You know, if if he succeeds, the county succeeds, which is you know, essentially what like George Herbert Walker Bush wrote to Bill Clinton when Bill Clinton uh, took over. Uh, so she kind of you know, cribbed those notes, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it, that was it was. Un- Polite thing, and you know, for as unhinged as some of her stuff was, was pretty surprising, right? Yeah, it it was a major departure, I think, from what we have seen from Chrissy Casilio, and you know, uncharitably, somebody ghostwrote it for her, <laughs> and 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 she just, you know, maybe it was, I don't know, I don't know who would, but it's, it's, I mean, it's also a major departure from really the Republican Party for like the last like, you know, five ten years. To say, oh, yeah, we lost. We definitely lost, and, you know, good best of luck to the Democrat. A major departure from one Doug Jasinski. Yeah. Well, yeah, our, our buddy Doug took it in a radically different direction. Yeah, well, he didn't do an official press release like Chrissy Casillo did. <laughs> he uh, instead uh, took to uh, his keyboard and Facebook. Well, that's because he hasn't lost yet. Right. <laughs> well, and, and if he does lose, it's because he's been cheated. Right. That's and, right. Yeah, he may never lose in his mind palace. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Brian Nowak, uh, you know, according to him, broke numerous election laws. Uh, one of them was, you know, you know, I saw him on the uh, first day of voting inside a polling place. That's illegal. I was like, I mean, or maybe he was or maybe voting. Maybe he was voting. Maybe he yeah. could have been voting. <laughs> yeah. Wild, just wild. Yeah. Now, I hate to say this, but do we think her statement would have been the same had she been down by only fifty-seven votes? Mm. Well, I mean, look, I, if, it, if it was 57 votes out of the county, I would not be conceding yet. Yes. You know, I, so she'd probably be Jasinskiing all over the place. Right. Yeah. You know, even if it was like 2% as opposed to 57 votes, maybe she'd be a little less conciliatory. Uh, I mean, she got thumped. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. So um, Jasinski, I mean, well, like, you know, it's. He's he's lost his mind. I mean, he I guess he'd lost it a while ago. But I'm not sure he ever had it. Yeah, yeah not, I'm not trying to take away from her statement because it was good. You want to, uh, you know, you want a uh, positive reinforcement for when children do things the right way. But I, you know, <laughs> she was not in a position to really put up much of a fight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I. I so Jasinski's still on the council in Chictawaga, right? Oh yeah. So, <laughs> and they got some seats too. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I mean. They will have to work with supervisor or you know, presumed supervisor Brian Nowak in the, the months and years to come. So, uh, look, I wasn't expecting you know, some grand magnanimous statement from Jasinski, but also I'm like, damn, you are going to have to work with this guy. I mean, it's very for a it's, while. It's pretty clear that they're not going to, right? That's but, what I mean. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty evident. Is that they're just absolutely gonna not, you know, they're like. And they're gonna, he's going to Mitch McConnell's way into just not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate that because Mitch McConnell has been wildly successful at everything he's tried to do. So, um, you know. I don't, uh, to be fair, I don't think Doug Jasinski has the political acumen of Mitch McConnell. <laughs> no. So no. I'm not too concerned <laughs> on that front, at least for the folks cheat to walk. But who knows? Um, last, last little piece of news here. The AKG staff have uh, put out a statement that they're looking to unionize. Yeah. Hell yes. yes. Uh, I'm not, I, I, I saw the post. I, I, I'm not as familiar with the working conditions uh, there. I'm, I'm also skeptical of the success of it only because I think about who funds the AKG. <laughs> like who's giving it. I, I, I feel like there's a lot of forces that would be countervailing to uh, a union movement, uh, not value neutral on, on, you know, whether I want it successful or not with that statement, simply just saying, like, I think it's going to be tough sledding. I don't even know much about the workforce, how many people are, are employees and and what that would look like. So definitely a really 
possibly exciting thing to follow. Yeah. Know? Yeah. There's a lot of things in the water in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But yeah. one of them is definitely the, the want for... Oh. <laughs> the want for union membership. Oh. It might oh. be lead. So, that might be lead. <laughs> yeah, it might be lead. That it, might be lead. Would lead do it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, maybe. It, it Look, I don't know... Again, I don't know how successful it would be. We know that there is a lot of... Um, even just real politicking this, there's a lot of really wealthy people who fund the AKG. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they would abide um, a, a potentially a union at the AKG. However, uh, they also probably don't want to look bad. <laughs> you right. Know? I mean, that's, that's there's just, also... Like that's, that. that's, that's, what, that's what I was going to say, is that, like, you know, look, they may not be happy, but, like, they don't really... Like, they're, I don't think they're going to get in the paper about it. No, like all the electeds locally have already come out and said, yeah, I support the AKG yeah. in their uh, organizing efforts, you know, like senators and, and assembly people. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see the, the, the power yeah. at work there. I mean, also too, I, I, I look at, there was a, obviously a, a massive union push here last year. We've talked about it. We've mm-hmm. covered it. Um, I'm curious to see over time what the efficacy of those, Unions, especially like the smaller business ones, are right. Like we we talked not even however many months ago about the the Remedy House Union, mm-hmm. and and we're talking just a small business. It's not the AKG; it's a different workplace. But things have been pretty quiet on that front after they've acknowledged the union. And there's other union pushes. I'm not disparaging it. I'm simply saying like you can form a union. The the tough part is what happens next. So yeah, remains to be seen. But, uh, yeah, Boj, I think that's it for us this week here, pal. Uh, thanks you for joining us. And where could the good people, if they don't already follow you, which, you know, they should, and they probably do. But if not, where could they find you, Adam Bojack, on the Internet? I am at the Twitter. I am still there. And Blue Sky as well. I'm on Blue Sky at Bojangles. I, I was early enough adopting oh. Blue Sky that I got Bojangles. Uh, and then... Just my name on Twitter, Adam Bojack, uh, and and for my smoking jacket, I'm a 41 long. So okay. 41 long. 41 long. Okay. Yeah, I will right, we'll talk to our tailor about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we would be remiss, Jim, if we did not promote ourselves and the Christmas party. Yeah, we got the Christmas party uh, Friday, December 8th at the Armory <laughs> Restaurant on Connecticut Street, uh, seven to ten. Um, it's forty dollars. You can find it on Eventbrite. Which I, I've got the link on the Facebook. It's linked in the Discord. Um, I did an interview this week with some Buff State uh, oh, yeah. journalism uh, student. Yeah. Cool. Um, they they found the ev- uh, event on Eventbrite and uh, wanted to talk about it. Nice. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, again, remember, Armory Restaurant, cash only, no ATM on site. So make sure you, you show up with a lot of fliff, like a sultan. <laughs> <laughs> or if you need cash, I will be gouging you. Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah the snake uh, conversion rate. Two for one. <laughs> yep. Jeez, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, in that setting, it's kind of a good deal. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope to see you at the Christmas party. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we've got so much fun, so many cool things planned. But until next time, happy Thanksgiving. Everybody eat turkey. Don't get too crazy. Yeah, well, hey, let's wrap it up quick. What are you thankful for, Ree? I am thankful, not to get mushy, but I'm thankful for you guys. I'm yes. thankful to be able to do this, to have an outlet where we can talk about the news and all the insanity of local culture and everything that goes with it. Mm-hmm. What do you I, think, Diamond Jim? I'm not, I mean, <laughs> cigarettes, mostly. Cigarettes, just cigarettes, uh, yes. Performance uh, cigarettes? Performance cigarettes. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, uh, this year was a, a, a mixed year for me. Like, I, uh, I'm in a great relationship. That's been great. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, Got great, good friends, uh, good family. I also had to have my fucking gallbladder taken out. Like yeah. that was no fun. No, uh, and they didn't believe me at first. They're like, "Ah, you good just news. Had, you just lived. Had anxiety." Uh, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, so far. Um, so you know, but yeah, I mean, I'm just looking forward to uh, you know. Do you think 50 years from now they're gonna be you're gonna pass away eventually, right? I mean, yeah. I, probably. Let, let's say 50 years. Not from if you now. keep smoking those diamond gym brand <laughs> cigarettes you yeah. won't no do you, do you think they'll trace it back to your gallbladder surgery well maybe I'll, eventual maybe it'll grow back <laughs> all right I, I mean i've been drinking lots of lead water there you go I could expose myself to all kinds of radiation mm-hmm. uh, in the hopes that i get a new stronger gallbladder adam bojack <laughs>
I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know how to follow that. Uh, I, I'm I'm thankful for for you know the the three or four years you guys have been doing this and and, and yeah. having the chance to, as, as Reese says, chop it up with you one last time. Yeah, yeah. well, we're still gonna have the studio down here for emergency episodes or of course, of course. You know, maybe all we need is a break and we'll be back at it. I don't know. But. Yeah, and then aside from that. I am thankful for for my family. Uh, you know that kid is awesome. If you don't know my yeah. kid, then you know I'll show you a picture sometime. And, and uh, I'm thankful for community. We were talking about the rally, right, and I just right I on. love I love that feeling of being in community with other people, and I I love it about Buffalo. We we have that. Mm-hmm. And me, yes, I'm also thankful for my family. I'm thankful for all of you. Um, thankful for this nice warm snake pit. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, be good out there, and uh, thankful for all of you, of course, the listeners yes. who who uh, listen to us talk about all this stuff. So, right. thank you, thank you, and until next time, go Babyland. With Let's Go Pills, I wanted to make a beer that was similar to the beers I grew up drinking in in the tailgate. And I wanted a clear American lager that was crisp and and just really sharp. It it takes the classic American lager and and we we showcase craft ingredients made by locals, made by fans, uh, to be shared by fans. Bring community to all that you do and good things happen.